Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. Now, as you've been hearing on Taoiseach Leo Vradker and uh, the Minister for Justice, uh, Charlie Flanagan, are in Drogheda today. On Taoiseach Leo Vradker is with us in studio. A very good morning to you and thank morning. you indeed for coming into us uh, today. Your visit uh, to Drogheda is, of course, in the light of a, a general election, mm. but it, it follows the very brutal killing and indeed uh, the mutilation of a child, 17-year-old Keane Mulready Woods. Law and order has broken down in Drogheda. It's broken down on your watch, Taoiseach. Uh, what do you have to say to the people of Drogheda? Uh, well, first of all, I want to express my revulsion and total combination, or total condemnation of um, the gruesome murder of, of Keane Mulready Woods. Uh, I think the nation is shocked by it, uh, just the depravity of the, uh, of the murder itself. Um, I'm really here to express my solidarity with the people of Drogheda um, and I'm also here afterwards to meet with the with the Gardaí and tell them that they have uh, the support of government and to see if there's anything more that they need from us uh, to help them to uh, deal with this crime. Um, I really want people to know that crime doesn't pay, uh, that those who are responsible for this will be brought to justice and also to encourage anyone who does have information to give it to us because we need to secure, secure convictions here and that's why we need information and we need witnesses um, and we will defeat this. Mm. You know, we, you know, we had a serious organised crime problem in Limerick. We've largely got on top of that. The same in the northeast inner city of Dublin. And then also, you'll know about the problems we've had on the Cavan Fermanagh border and the mm. arrest there. So We've become accustomed to this. Uh, the exactly, helicopter yeah. was yeah. hovering over ahead last night. When we lie in our beds and we hear the Garda helicopter, we're all very worried about what has happened. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're all very concerned about what we know has already happened. And we're living with it. And we're very familiar with the facts and the extra resources that have been given to on Garda and the effort that have been made in terms of tackling this. So there's also a widely held belief uh, that this was neglected for a period of time and uh, people are getting very angry. Uh, a week from tomorrow, people in Drogheda will stand together to show their contempt for what's happening, for the violence and the lawlessness. Will you stand beside them, Taoiseach? Um, I, 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 I heard about... That, that that event happening. Um, I, I don't know if I'm available or not, but certainly if I'm if I'm invited to it and if I'm welcome there, um, I give that consideration. Mm. I don't even know if I'm in, in the country that day or not. As you can imagine, every day is uh, two weeks out from a general election. Um, I, I'm sure you will be in the country, would you not, Taoiseach? I, I, I'm still Taoiseach, mm. so I, yes. I do still mm. have my uh, my responsibilities mm. and obligations as Taoiseach and trying to obviously campaign around mm. them. Um, but uh, you know, I, I, I'll certainly give a consideration and check mm. with, um, with with non-political, non-partisan event. You said you 
you would stand behind the people of Drogheda? Will you stand alongside them and in solidarity with them? Uh, And there's a a number of reasons for that because uh, people wonder, do politicians really care? Does the Taoiseach really care? Does the government really care? Or are are they platitudes that they're hearing from the government? Uh, And to be there would make a statement in itself but it would also give people a sense of security there was a, a protest last April and people were afraid to come out in case of what might happen. If the Taoiseach was there people might feel that security would be in place as well Well I'm sure there will be security in place um, whether I'm there or not um, the security will be in place um, but you know uh, we do care and not just me all politicians care about uh, public safety. Um, I represent a constituency of Dublin West it includes um, uh, you know the Banchestown area, the Cordoff area, areas where we've had uh, shootings as well, uh, and very serious uh, criminal activity and gangs, um, and we take them on, uh, and we beat them, and we make sure that areas become safe again. And I can totally understand how the people of Drogheda must must feel at the moment. Uh, the people are afraid to go about their normal lives, and mm. Drogheda is actually a great town. You know, mm. the biggest town in Ireland. Um, last time I was here was here for the FLA, which is a great success. Yeah. A lot of jobs in the town, um, a great history as well, uh, tourist potential, so much going for it. And events like this and, really, and that really, really do so much damage. The crazy harm. thing. It's the point um, that so many people have been making. The Guardian estimated that there's 100 people or so involved mm-hmm. in this feud between the between two gangs. Well, in Drogheda alone, between the two gangs, uh, in a town of 40,000 people, it's incredible to think that they're holding the town and its people to ransom. Mm -hmm. It is. And but, you know, people I'd ask people not to give up hope. Uh, You'll remember the Mm. uh, serious crimes that we had in in Limerick a few years ago. uh, And we got those people behind bars. And that city has really bounced back, I think. And, you know, I really just want people to know that we're totally mm. behind the people of Drada and the reason why I'm here today really is to meet with the Gardaí to get a briefing from mm. them that's happening okay. after this and Okay and we'll put that question that I put to you earlier on they need. we'll put that to all of the party leaders because it is uh, uh, hoped that this will be a non-partisan uh, event mm. uh, I think you're saying if your diary allows you'll attend on the 25th but we'll put that uh, question to all party leaders. Uh, there are a number of other questions in terms of, of tackling this. Uh, can you pledge today to restore community policing levels locally? Um, th- that's a matter for the Garda Commissioner, as you know, and for uh, the, the Chief Super. It's something I'll certainly speak to, to them about later in the morning. Um, no politician ever does or should decide how Garda are deployed. That's uh, best done by the people who know how to do policing, and that's the Garda Commissioner and his team. What I can pledge to uh, is that we'll continue to increase uh, resources for the Gardaí, uh, the budget and the number of Gardaí. Um, we've, you know, since Templemore was reopened mm. and was reopened on our watch, we've recruited thousands of extra Gardaí. Um, OK, but as the Taoiseach, do you recognise and accept that that is one of the issues at the root of the problem? I think I think there are a number of issues at the root of the problem. Um, this is a very serious crime. So the kind of response that we need to this is, for example, the response of the armed support unit. And for the first time now, we have an armed support unit in every region in Ireland. There's also the common, or sorry, the Criminal Assets Bureau, which is something mm. we set up in a previous government. And that takes the assets off these people. And that's really important mm. because we have to show the crime doesn't pay. We have to show young people that this isn't a way to make a good, easy living. And that's why the Criminal Assets Bureau is really important too. And also just a few years ago, we set up the Garda National uh, Drugs and Organised Crime Bureau, a little bit like a, an Irish FBI okay. within the Gardaí. So they're the kind of things mm. we're doing, and I can certainly commit that we'll uh, continue to have those in place, and we'll recruit an extra 700 guards uh, every year. Uh, that is, of course, all totally dependent mm. on the economy 
staying strong and the public finances being managed well, but you can trust me more so than anyone else to do that. Okay, and people locally then will hope that they are deployed here. Can you pledge to restore and possibly increase funding to addiction services and to the mental health services? Again, uh, uh, areas that people would say are at the root of this issue. With us in relation to mental health funding, it wouldn't be a case of restoration for the first time ever. Uh, This year, the budget for mental health is over a billion euros. Uh, that's, you know, 700 and something uh, when we came mm. to office. So it's not a case of restoration. We've never invested more in mental health. And actually, I think we are seeing some results. Uh, y- you know, I know a lot of people have been affected by suicide, for example, and, mm. and I have in in, uh, in my life. Um, and the suicide rate is 30 or 40 percent lower than it was mm. in 2012. And, you know, that in part. But we see millions allocated to mental health and it goes unspent. Uh, We hear of people going into the local psychiatric Mm. unit and uh, release then uh, and ending up in trouble or not being admitted. Uh, We we do. Mm. And, Mm. you know, ultimately Mm. it's it's doctors who Mm. decide who's admitted and who's not. and but like I say, we've never invested more in mental mm. health. Uh, we are seeing some improvements as a result of that. And again, if we keep the economy strong, if we manage the public mm. finance as well, what we about addiction to, services, Taoiseach? Because the funding, mm. as it stands, is a little over nine hundred thousand. It was around one point four billion in two thousand and seven. Sorry, for the northeast region. I, I, the, 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 the addiction services uh, for the Northeast Drug Task Force region. region. Oh, sorry, for the drug, mm. the drug task force. Mm. Yeah, well, what mm. we did is, is we stopped the cuts for the, mm. in the drug, drug task forces. Um, they had been cut back. And then from 2014 onwards, mm. actually, as soon as um, I became Minister of Health, we stopped cutting them. Uh, and we will certainly uh, look at increasing funding for them as well. Um, but that's not something that you can promise to now, given how way below... Mm the funding is now in comparison to 2007 and how far higher the problem is. Well, you know, on addiction services, we have increased funding resources for that over the last couple of years and we will. The drug task forces are, you know, a particular aspect of the response and we just need to make sure that any money that goes through the drug mm. task forces um, goes to the people who need it and goes to the services who need it. And that, that is generally the case. But we have had, have had some difficulty with okay. some drug task forces that we can't... Uh, can't ignore okay, it. Okay, I, I, I think, Taoiseach, uh, when you check the figures, you'll see that uh, the region in the northeast is underfunded uh, and by a significant amount in uh, relation to funding from 2007. Perhaps, perhaps uh, answer your question in a different way. Like, one thing I, I strongly believe hmm. is that a government needs to be tough on crime and also tough on the causes of crime. Mm. I know that's an old Tony Blair slogan, but it's mm. one that I actually think sums up good policy yep. to be tough on crime, and we need to be tough mm. on this crime. And as you and said we, earlier on, it's up to the Garda Commissioner yeah, to deploy the and, police and force in whatever sure way. he has the resources to deploy, and that, that's our And job. the legislation. And the legislation. But just, Can you just, pledge just, to just introduce just effective gangland right? legislation, Taoiseach? Because um, people say the mm. laws don't support the guards. Well, that's not what the guardies say, and we're absolutely open. I have the Minister of Justice here with me. Um, mm. I can get the Attorney General on the phone. Yeah. Um, we're open to any new legislation. Okay, well, I can knock on almost any door in this town, Taoiseach, and the people inside will take you around and show you the fellows who are involved in this dispute, in this mm. criminal mm. gang feud, in these killings, in this murder, in this barbarity. And, uh, so, and the so, have ex- extensive powers under the existing law and with the Special Criminal Court, and these sorts of criminals can be brought to the Special Criminal Court in the way we would with... Uh, you know, so-called dissident mm. Republican terrorists, and you know the crimes they've committed. Mm. You know the cr- crimes like murder, crimes like drug dealing, crimes like dismembering someone. Like these are already crimes. Mm. It's not so much uh, new laws that we need; it's evidence uh, and police, so we can get convictions. But just to finish a point I was trying mm. to say to answer your question on resources, because sure. I think this is important. Uh, w- 
one program that we implemented in government over the last couple of years, actually directed from my department, something kicked off by Enda Kenny, was the North East Inner City Task Force. And that really looked at that area in Dublin's northeastern city and saw how we could tackle some of the underlying causes of crime, you know, the disadvantage, um, you know, the lack of parental supervision, all those things that cause people maybe to go down the uh, pathway of crime. Uh, and one thing I would like to do if I'm re-elected to office is to pick maybe six or seven other areas in the country and adopt that approach, that same approach, which has had some success. It's not hasn't solved all the problems mm. by any means, but has has some success in Dublin's northeast inner city, and do that in six or seven other places around the country. And I would have thought, given what's been going on here, that Drada would be the kind of place we could do that. Mm. Uh, learning from what we've, learning from the successes and also the mistakes that we've made in the northeast. Do you inner accept, Ishak, that uh, this happened under your watch, uh, and that you uh, allowed the situation to lapse to the extent that we're in today. I mean, if we go back uh, to one of uh, the first shootings, I think it was probably the second shooting that took place in this town in relation to this feud, just up the road from us here in the M1 retail park, uh, where you have places like Woody's and Smith's Toy Store and whatever, and people going about their business every day. And at three o'clock in the afternoon or thereabouts, shots were fired indiscriminately at an individual. At the time, there was one guard a car patrolling the town. That, that, that was very, um, very scary, uh, that. And, you know, the fact that a shooting like that can happen at a retail park is the reason why people are so concerned. Um, I'm, I'm told anyway, and again, I'll check mm. this with the, with the guardie, that there's about 40 vehicles uh, assigned to the region. So why there was only one available at that point in time, I can't explain, but the 40 or so vehicles mm. do exist. Well, we're told that's not the situation now. We knew that that feud mm. was underway at the time. I, I'm, I'm sure there was more than one vehicle mm. in the division. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, know, no, I'm just saying why at, there was only at the one time of the time, shooting. Mm. You know, that really mm. is mm. What an mm. operational matter for, yeah. the, for, for the police. Or, or, or can you comment on how mothers felt when their children were out playing in a housing estate and uh, shots were fired at a, an individual or how a woman narrowly dodged a, a bullet as mm. she was innocently walking down the street in Hardman's Gardens? Yeah, well, they must have been terrified. Um, we had, um, in my constituency, only a few months ago a shooting that occurred outside of a secondary school and I remember at the time you know the response locally that people were uh, really afraid uh, because the attacks were so indiscriminate you know that somebody could easily be caught uh, in the crossfire and the kind of people who perpetrate these crimes don't really care Mm. Um, they don't care if they uh, injure innocent people Um, but that's why we need to get them behind bars Mm. and that's really what I'm here to say uh, is that um, crime doesn't pay uh, that those responsible are going to be arrested they're going to be put behind bars and we need the help of anyone who has information has evidence who's willing to be a witness uh, to come forward and give the guardie that, that, that information so mm. so we can get these people banged up where they need to be and I want people mm. to know that if they do give us that information that if they agree to be witnesses that they will be protected Okay and just to conclude Tishak, uh, perhaps uh, you'd speak to local people directly this morning I mean perhaps you'd speak to the taxi drivers who tell us they're afraid to stop at a, a red light in case a gunman comes along and targets a passenger in the car or children who are afraid to go into town on their own and are asking their parents for a lift, or their parents who stay awake at night waiting for them to come home in case they don't. You know, I'll absolutely do that. And uh, not my first visit to Drogheda, certainly mm-hmm. won't be my last. Yeah. And uh, on every occasion I'm here, I get a chance to speak mm-hmm. to the, the good people of this town. I'll do that again. Sure, I mean, but can you say something to us on the programme today that will give those people reassurance? Well, I, want, I suppose the reason why I'm here is to do exactly that, to give them the assurance that um, the government totally understands how serious the situation is, uh, that it's unprecedented, uh, that we're on 
on your side uh, as a town um, and the next thing I'm going to do is meet with the Gardaí, get a briefing from them, find out if there's anything additional that they need uh, because we need to demonstrate uh, to the public that uh, these people are going to be put behind bars and this town be made safe again. Okay, Tishak, thank you indeed. You've a busy day ahead. Uh, I know you have to meet with the Guard Commissioner and you're around the country obviously on the campaign trail and thank you indeed I for am, coming to us this morning. This is my number one priority today, I guarantee you that. Okay, thank you very much indeed. On Tishak, Leo Vratker. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. LMFM.